0: You're listening to the A. Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A. Scully and Sid Talk. Hello and welcome to ArtCast, (laughs) episode number one. To my right I have... I'm feeling
1: deeply resentful about this.
0: To my right, I have Sid Talk, a renowned artist from the Missouri area. What do you think of art, Sid Talk?
1: See, that's what I'm resenting.
0: No, I'm just... This
1: snotty (laughs) attitude, this stupid accent in reference to someone who would like to discuss art.
0: Uh, Just uh, on a different... Well, on the same point, but... (laughs) A a lot of things discussing art do sound like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not over-exaggerating, they do. Anyway... Uh, and also, while we're on the topic, do that um, music you were just doing with your mouth.
1: <laughs>
0: She's also available for bar mitzvahs.
1: <laughs> that's, that's my thurum, or whatever that thing is called, you know? <clears throat> All
0: right, then. So, um, yeah, that's uh, your Presco... Pre-show, pre-show discussion for this week. Um,
1: it has a whole different meaning if Howard Stern says, "Do that thing you were doing with your mouth." You know, pre-show to his guests.
0: Usually, when he says that, yeah, it's not. What's our
1: pre-show discussion?
0: It's not going to be good. We Anything? just did it. That was it. It was about art. It was about art oh, discussion. It was
1: not about art.
0: Do your best art uh, radio. we listening
1: to uh, something you just discovered. London Electric There's a guy who makes music. <laughs> And... I'll
0: talk about that later when I talk okay. about... Uh, yeah. All right, so it's Sunday, November the 28th, 2010. This is after the show number 149. Ooh, 149. Um, the... She's still available. $10 an hour. So it's... Um, the movie we're looking at this week, the Blu-ray disc we're looking at this week, is the Fantasia slash Fantasia 2000 four-disc special edition thing. Thingamajig. Um, it's a... The year of release. The original movie was released in 1940. The other release was released in 2000. Duh. Was it 40? Yes. 1940. <clears throat> the original was released in 2000 and the Blu-ray was released in 2010. So there you go. There's your dates. So it'll be released on D- DVD... No, not on... it released on Blu-ray, this combo pack thing... This Tuesday, the 30th of November. It's on Blu-ray, DVD combo pack thing. I don't know what the real term is for it. It's everything in one box, right? So, if you buy the DVD version, you also get the Blu-ray. But if you buy the Blu-ray, you get the DVD. Works both ways. Um, And it's from uh, Disney, from our friends at Disney. And you're going to tell us what this...
1: You're going to ask me for a... You're going to tell us
0: a synopsis on this movie. And I was going to say, when I was watching this movie, when we were both watching this movie... I was thinking about um, how we would talk about this movie because it's quite an odd one to talk about. So let's um, have a bit of a synopsis for both movies.
1: How about... Okay, the synopsis I think officially is just what they say it is. It's a new experiment in entertainment. At the time...
0: 1940.
1: It was orchestral music, if that's what you call it. Classical music played over... Played, like, listened to by artists... Who then interpreted the music that they were listening to into, like, um, art, animation, uh, either a story or just visuals or whatever. And it's just a series of shorts, we would call them today, I suppose. But it's actually one thing where each segment is introduced by the um, conductor guy. You have the orchestra. I mean, it's, it's really awesome to me, and ahead of its time, for the times. But... But for some let's, reason, it still doesn't seem like a packaged deal.
0: Let's get into it, right? Um, it's the fun, it goes
1: for both two thousand. Yeah, and- yeah, it
0: does really. They kind of everything we say kind of applies for both because yeah. they're very similar to each other. Well,
1: one. well, not everything.
0: I'll, I'll Maybe not it. the quality. Anyway,
1: yeah.
0: Um, the first one, the nineteen forty Fantasia, is the one we watched first. Um, let me just preface it by saying, even now, it's fairly a fairly high concept movie. And then it must have blown people's minds. In the in the fa- in fact, the conductor who comes on at the beginning, who gives you a bit of an introduction, explains it in a way that it's that he knows that it's absolutely so high concept for the audience to grasp. He has to kind of Talk take his way through, it. almost take away a little bit of the magic for me because he's like he's kind of saying to you, "You're going to see this stuff, and this is what you're going to think." Exactly, which was kind of. To me, I was like he
1: walks you through it. Yeah, he's trying. like
0: he's trying to make it so you don't all sit there going, "Huh, I don't get this. This is weird." Like, I don't- but
1: because he says to you, it's going to do this and that with a series of imagery, and you go, "You're sitting." And then people go, "Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. What he said to do. That's what, you know. So yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So it's 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 so high concept. They know it's so high concept. They even you know tell the audience that it is, and then the audience is supposed to go because he even says things like. This section doesn't even contain a story it's just about music music this music exists therefore just to listen to so this is maybe what you'd be thinking of while you were listening to that music like and then he tells you what you're going to see kind of to me those introductions are a kind of a bit nowadays
1: no i think now it would be just the same it would
0: with certain audiences right
1: m- cuz do movies like that exist no only in they the, really don't, do they? only in the filmmaking indie kind of world would shorts and movies be made that have a concept that isn't here's a beginning a middle and end a character who has an arc and a a drama and a conflict and you know so my
0: I've seen Fantasia before um I it's hard to say this I'm not a massive fan of classical music because I don't sit there listening to it but I also don't dislike classical music if it's playing I I find it soothing and stuff, but I don't... If you
1: can't reach the knob or the remote control, you'll listen to it?
0: <laughs> I don't seek it out, is what I'm saying. I don't have a big collection of classical music that I listen to. But, there again, I don't find it boring. Some pieces I don't like, like any music, but... So, this movie consists of classical music played by an orchestra. Um, not real, Well, no dialogue apart from this narrator guy, right? At the beginning of each piece, but when mm-hmm. the when the actual movie's clips start there is no dialogue so everything's told through the animation if it even if, if it even is telling you anything because some of them are not and some of them are um, so I've seen this before I did dig it at the time because I thought it was really different but going back and watching it now um, I didn't it didn't engage me fully like I, I can take it or leave it it's it's not magnificent or I hear what
1: you're saying
0: do you get what I'm saying
1: yep totally
0: I mean technically thinking, you think of this was made in 1940 and then actually this was one of those discs where I watched the extras and appreciated it on another level correct but, because we'll say it after but some of this stuff was pretty amazing how they did it in the time um but and the Sorcerer's Apprentice it's great as a little short thing it's really brief isn't it the Sorcerer's it's my Apprentice it's favourite but it, and it's so brief like it, it's not you know it, it sticks the music is
1: cool but it's so brief
0: yeah it really is brief. seven minutes it actually lasts um, it is cool I liked it but that's the one that people have in their minds but that isn't the best one I think it is the weakest I them. agree well maybe not I, I, I wasn't a massive fan of the first one that was just basically um...
1: that was my favourite
0: did you like that one? yeah
1: that was my favourite
0: I think my favourite of all these ones in this one was the dinosaurs one I i yeah. kind of forgotten about that one. It, that didn't stick in my mind. But watching it again, I was like, I really like this
1: what one. What I like about that one is, like I said, Disney and science?
0: Even at those spa to explain, <coughs> yeah. this wasn't done by creativity. Science made this, um, you know. The, this yeah,
1: was... and just the concept that you have to remember, we're talking about late 30s. So different, different uh, ideas of what... How the big bang, you know, whatever happened to the dinosaurs have changed since then, or they've discovered new things, or whatever. But at the time, and you're even talking about only maybe like we're on the brink of the fourth decade past the turn of the century, which is still space exploration, all that was just like just sparking off, really. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the real. And then this is, like, taking the Big Bang... Not the Big Bang, but the creation of the universe and all that. That's what I loved about it. But actually watching it, I got a little bit like, okay, I get it,
0: you know? Uh, but it's ca- I'm it's not being a,
1: shallow, I'm just saying, like, it's I It's kind just- of
0: interesting watching it today, in 2010, and the actual science actually being slightly... Um, askew. Askew to what we... Sci- what science knows now or thinks, thinks they know. know yeah. yeah, yeah. So that that was kind of an interesting... One of the interesting things that I would never have picked up on seeing it before.
1: Just um, the fact that it sort of flies in the face of... You know, a lot of people... There's this really split thing and you've maybe never heard of it, but I've heard people, I've heard over the years. It, there's some hardcore Christian folks, right, who totally champion Disney movies because oh, of I've their messages of and stuff. But... There are the other hardcore Christian folks who think that Disney's like a conspiracy to poison the minds and hidden meanings and all that kind of shit. And this, it's like, it's saying to everyone, not that Disney believes this, but, like, this is the creation of everything.
0: Like, point blank, this is what happened. Yeah. Science is telling us
1: There's this. no Adam and Eve. There's mm-hmm. no whatever. It just, this was the beginning, and then a fish crawled on the land, and then, so that, for that aspect, I really admired it. But while I'm watching it, like you said, it falls a little... gets a little bit like... I don't know. I mean, I love the mu. I do love classical music. And often in the car, I listen to the... Not the very local, but the nearby town as a university. And they have university radio. And about half the time, it's classical music. And I do listen and to I it I mean, often.
0: The, the music in Fantasia is not cl- cl- classical music. It's almost like the top 40 of classical, pop, classical music. Classical, like, yeah, the one that God. every The <laughs> ones that everybody knows because they've been used in commercials over and over again. They've been... All over the all yeah. over pop not culture, sweet, yeah, not yeah. Like so. so it's not like obscure classical music. It's all the stuff even a non-classical music person would know.
1: Um, it's funny that that even occurs to you that that's an issue for people. I mean, I guess it is, but it why? probably
0: is for snobby kind of people. You know, like I would rather. Surely, people have remixed it with all kinds of music by now. So the. <clears throat> It's a hard one to talk about because it's a bunch of short films, basically. Um, some are good, some are not so good, in my opinion. They're Which not, one's not so good? I didn't like that first one mm. so much. I, I was kind of bored by it. I've okay. heard that piece of music so many times. See,
1: yeah, that one I loved the most.
0: Yeah, and I wasn't. I I know that piece of music so well, and then the image it wasn't. I did. I did like the um, like little nymphs flying. Yeah, around. yeah. Um, there was some parts I liked but then some parts just dragged on a little bit for me
1: um, I feel like by the time we got to the devil Satan one or devil or whatever on Bald Mountain yeah that one kinda the, by the time they got to Went the a uh, Via Ma- Maria at mm-hmm. the end it seemed like we'd gone the opposite direction kind of Did it didn't seem
0: up it's own ass yes
1: that very yeah. I think that was yeah, yeah. but then you watch the extras and you realize it's just yeah it's a almost a triumph of technical thing at the time and yet it got a little too wrapped up in... I don't know. Up its own up. It's like, it's like a cool down after a hard workout, that last little bit. And it looks lovely and everything, but then it just got... I don't know.
0: Now, we're not. I'm not dissing this because it's actually quite revolutionary. Totally. For that time, it must have been mind-blowing to people, I, I believe. I mean, they'd have gone and seen... Like, you go out for a night at the theatre... This movie even has an intermission that's acknowledged by the movie. I mean, it's like a—it's actually like going seeing a live thing. Yeah. So you go in, a conductor addresses you all. You watch this thing that he tells you <clears> is a <throat> fifteen-minute intermission. You then you watch this other thing. So it's like going to a night at the theater, but you're in a movie theater, like a real piece of art going on. So in know?
1: 1940, when you went to see it, was there a live orchestra playing the music?
0: No. I looked into that a little oh. bit and there has been, it wasn't then, it was all on, you saw what you saw, right, it right. was just like that, but there you. were special Versions of it where you could go and see, see it that with an might
1: orchestra. that might be more of a, a visceral experience. I imagine to with me.
0: a full orchestra and this the it images would, on a big yeah, screen. It's it would, pounding
1: well, through you, and I yeah. love live live music. It's just
0: incredible. Now, Fantasia 2000 was actually screened in IMAX theaters. Huge, you know. We've been to an IMAX theater. That might have given it a powerful
1: because
0: mm-hmm. that has awesome sound, but it's nothing like a live performance. I mean.
1: The, if you want When you get to that one, the up your own ass thing kind of applies, in my mind, to a little bit of the Fantasia
0: 2000. <laughs> I think so. Now, just while we're stuck on, uh, while we're on the Fantasia movie, the first movie, this is beautifully restored. Um, this is a movie from 1940 on Blu-ray. It's still in the 4-3 aspect ratio, but they do something kind of clever with it. They, a, a lady who I can't remember her name did paintings, and she painted the... What do you call them? Sidebars. She painted the sidebars, but not just the same thing all the way through. They correspond to the, the parts of the movie. The colours change.
1: Oh, it just uh, looked like, to me, it was just bits from the movie.
0: Well, they were hand-painted by somebody right. I, was, I read on the box. Um, but it, it's actually a really nice... Very nice. Instead of looking at black bars on a 4x3 presentation, you're seeing this... It looks like it's widescreen, but it's not. Yeah. Uh, We've seen it done before and I can't remember what it was. It might have been Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Not me. I haven't seen it. Um, It's really nice though and the the restoration of this movie which has been fully done for this Blu-ray it doesn't look like it came from 1940 is what I'm saying. I've seen it before and I've seen a really ropey version of it on TV or something where it was full of like scratches and it's crackly and this just looked perfect. The it entire did. every frame of animation, no no, no specks of dirt, no nothing. I mean, it was. If you're a fan of restorations, you'll like this one. Um, Fantasia 2000, on the other hand, was a. It, would you say it's a sequel?
1: Um,
0: or a, it's not a reimagining. Because no, it's, it's just a what they
1: said. They when they introduced it, when they even introduced the original, the guy, the you know, narrator guy or whatever. Not narrator, but you know, the intro guy. Oh, where he said. Said it was. you know the the idea of the concept of this is, we keep in shorthand. I'll say we will keep releasing this movie. But each time you come to see it, you'll maybe see a couple of the same clips, you know, a couple of the same shorts. But there will be added new ones, new music as time goes on, and it'll be updated as it goes. And I think the envisioning was say once a year you release a whole new. Fantasia, but it's Fantasia 1941, Fantasia 1942, and that never happened. And then in 2000, that's what happened. They took the same concept, new music, new animation, and I would say they put the Sorcerer's app- originally sliced it on there, favorite. and they did. The Sorcerer's Apprentice was they a just slid
0: it in there. Yeah, right. I mean, fully just the same, right. not not redone.
1: And so that isn't a bad concept. Mm-hmm. That's better than a sequel to me because that's like that's like saying we're going to re-release The Matrix <laughs> every year, but
0: Add some new things. Every
1: fifteen minutes, the story changes. The characters change. I it's like a different James thing.
0: Cameron just putting out the, the, like his different cut of Avatar this year with twenty minutes of new.
1: Nah, not like that. Not to me. Well, I mean, this is totally a new different. Story. It didn't change the story though.
0: Well, it, it, you've not seen it, but it did change the story. It didn't
1: change the end. It doesn't change no. the story. That's what I'm talking about. Like a whole new experience, but with the same. So,
0: Fantasia in. 2000, obviously released in bigger 2000. And what you just said, like a, um, it
1: a continuation
0: tries to. It's very. It starts the same. It's got the same vibe to it. But it, to oh, I me, disagree. Well, I mean, it doesn't have. It's not quite as classy in some ways.
1: Totally way. not. No, and Steve they, Martin gets on there. And they tries throw to a, a load of
0: celebrities as the um, so a lot of different celebrities are than arrayed. Uh, they before each scene takes place, and to me. Like Angela Lansbury and stuff. it
1: totally. Makes
0: it feel like a TV show. Like they needed another anonymous
1: show. conductor guy. Or oh, just a voice, know. even. No, no, same thing. Just an anonymous. Just the exact same. Yeah. But in a you know newer or you you know.
0: And and you know Steve Martin tries to make some funny remarks that are not even funny. Like it's um.
1: Well, it's funny to somebody.
0: Yeah, but I didn't think it was. I, I thought it was like he was trying to like he was trying <clears throat> to add to do what he does. It's like a
1: beginning of the Muppet Show or something. To, yeah, you to what do I mean? what
0: he does in this format is like, it just seemed a bit.
1: So, um... I didn't like that. I didn't like the cheap,
0: The an, to me. The animations are obviously updated in to Fantasia 2000, but even so, from the year 2000 to now, 2010, we just watched Toy Story 3. It's all, We've also come a long way in 10 years, so animation back in the year 2000 wasn't the it wasn't as good as you see now is what I'm getting at. You know.
1: Oh, I disagree. I think that one with the whales was awesome. Absolutely. You, it could have been made yesterday. I liked
0: it, but it didn't feel very Disney-ish. Like it was made by Disney. I felt like it felt like an anime.
1: Why did it have to be?
0: Well, that's the idea of this. Walt Disney's Fantasia. It isn't
1: meant to make you feel like you're watching a Disney movie. And mm-hmm. I disagree completely because every time the waves broke or something, it was totally Disney animation. The whales look real. And the whales were and CG. And then they hit the battle. water. And then it's old school Disney waves and then, you know.
0: But, I don't see them as two separate movies so much as, like, a whole thing and I'm glad they put them both on the disc, like them or not, like one or the other. I mean, they put everything you could possibly, if you're a Fantasia nut, everything's here, right, in one place. I think it's good. Yeah. But, I can't say I want to sit through it. Like, it's it's not one that you would buy. Like, you, you have your kids... Disney DVDs, Blu-rays. It's not one that the kids would... I don't think they would want it on all the time either. Like,
1: I think I, if you cut out all the introductions and just let all the animations play... I wish you could, uh, actually.
0: I wish you could just...
1: No, I'm saying, if that that would make it more rewatchable to me. Hmm. I don't want to sit through them introducing it. And I don't want to have to go to the menu every time and hmm. do it either. So, now the original guy I like, but not the famous people in 2000. No, what is it, um... It's almost like a pet project or something. Like, oh, here we are, Hollywood. We need to resurrect this classic. You know? I actually,
0: yeah. Uh, you know, and Walt Disney actually s- said somewhere he did want it resurrected every so often. So somebody got it in their mind to keep doing that, right? It'll probably happen again, I imagine. Uh, Fantasia 3000. <laughs> we won't be here, but, <laughs> you know. Um, so it's a hard one, right? Because. I like animation. I liked some of this animation. I liked some of it, the music, but overall, it didn't capture me. You think I think that's know, your
1: age, <clears throat> your cynicism. You're not cynical. Maybe you're
0: no, because I no. I don't know what it is. I uh, there's some there's some. What was we what, what did we watch recently? Animated movie where I was like I could watch that over and over. Like Toy Story three even. It's like got heart to it it's got a, a message like modern day ones do
1: so it's the opposite of what they're trying to achieve with this is to where we're not telling you a narrative we're just letting you experience oh, the art oh we're telling you a narrative sometimes um, well no I mean, overall but they're not my favorite all you're doing pieces. is experiencing the art of animation and mu- music so you don't want that you want characters and a story and an arc and a beginning and a bad guy and I
0: actually of- no because I one of my recommendations is um not that. Firmly, not that. Yeah, <laughs> so, and I, I'm not. I understand exactly what they're getting at with Fantasia. What it is, I imagine. Like I said earlier, it blew people's minds in those days. But there again, people in those days hadn't seen what we'd seen, and they were used to theatrical musical performances. Um, and but bringing music and video together in one place, it was. I'm sure it was.
1: Well, there have been a lot of movies as of ni- up to 1940, so oh, it's not I, like a yeah. new thing to them.
0: Yeah, right. no, I'm talking about, like, art, like, as in classical music and artistic vision together, yeah. like, like this. Not just, like, a story or anything, like you say, you know... An so you think, like,
1: if you had seen it, say, when you were, you know, 20, because it would have been newer to you. You hadn't seen lots, I lots of... I did see things. it, and I
0: liked it better then. So that, yeah, you might, you might have it there on the air. It might be something to do with, We I've seen more things in between, like I've changed my tastes. So, like, well, yeah, I've changed, sure. we, we do change our tastes, I've said to you. Some that. would
1: say your tastes have dulled, because if you can't appreciate this, and all you really want no, is I a movie. No, I appreciate
0: it. I do appreciate Right. It. But, it doesn't... Hold your interest. Um, ...twist my melon.
1: Oh, it right my it. melon, man. Or it does twist your melon. No, it's, yeah, it says, No, it doesn't. No, it was, yeah, it, was it something you're Swede? Yeah. Smashing my Swede or something. I can't remember. Swede's <laughs> like
0: a term for your head. Right,
1: doing my swede Yeah. Um,
0: so, yeah, I, I appreciate it artistically and stuff. It does seem a bit pompous in, at times, and that, that 2000 version seemed completely pompous. But, you know, you've got to admire that animation from back then, and, and that documentary, which we'll talk about in a minute, yeah. made me admire it more. It was one of them like where you said daredevil the dvd yes mm-hmm. you didn't That's my classic. particularly into the movie but after you'd watched all the extras you were like oh I, I actually I like i appreciate the movie, the, movie more. the movie a
1: bit
0: more um so what was your um on the movie just same as me
1: i think that to be very honest it's also a specific mood kind of a movie now the a kind of mood that i can't turn off and on like when i say oh i don't want to watch Jennifer's Body." and we sit down and i just get my mind in that place and go okay i'm just going to watch it it's going to be lame or whatever and then i end up enjoying it or liking it this i watch and realize i'd have to be in a very um like a sponge mode like where i'm just going to totally let my mind get into the animation and the music and then and you are into art I, yeah totally so but it doesn't. That's why I like the first one so much. There's a lot of art going. And then there's like a couple of hand-drawn bridges coming in, and I know that music has bridges. And I thought, ooh, that's like, yeah, yeah. that's an even more nerdy thing. <laughs> I was really, I don't know what a bridge is in music, but I assume that's what it was getting at. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was getting at. Um, so I think if you, if you're just plunking down to watch a movie, no, it's not. I don't. I don't think that it would entertain me. But there are days when say I'm just laying on the couch and I'm feeling kind of like what am I gonna do I might actually get lost in it
0: it's a really interesting it's definitely an interesting movie one of Disney's most interesting concept wise it might not be interesting in practice when you're watching it because a lot of people me and you are kind of a little bit different we'll give everything a go right a lot of people wouldn't even give this a go right you know when you tell them or when the box tells them it's a cl- silent movie, essentially classical music. I mean, not not a nar- narrative. All right, not a narrative. When you tell somebody there's a movie like that,
1: they kind of go, "Huh." Like, well, a lot of people would say, "What are you even talking about?" <laughs> Wasn't yeah, narrative? <laughs> yeah, but like, you can say them it's not like Toy Story three or Cars or Bug's Life. not like anything.
0: No, it's not like anything. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just just
1: animation some animation.
0: Music. If you like Disney animation, it's Disney classic Disney. And again,
1: anime. some people could, would just sit there and maybe be like, "Oh my god, that's awesome! I I've imagine. never seen anything like that." Yeah. So I wouldn't discourage anyone because I do enjoy it.
0: It's very avant-garde for a Disney release. That's.
1: No, that's not really avant-garde technically. Um, but.
0: on a on a different note, moving on to the. Uh, Blu-ray itself. Oh, no, we're not moving on to Blu-ray. We're moving on to the cast, and I've wrote down cast. Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Igor Stravinsky. And Bloke. Random Conductor Bloke and Steve Martin. Yeah, I, there isn't really a cast, let's no. just say. <laughs> there's animators. They're the ones... They're the unsung heroes, right? Um, so, and that guy. And it's also directed by lots of different animators, so I didn't actually write down an animator, because uh, there's not a specific director. It's all... It's bits and pieces, isn't it, of all kinds of stuff.
1: Um, Some of the directors you'll find if you start looking through Disney lists, you will have directed Bambi, Cinderella, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, things like that. So it's not like just random directors from wherever. It's actually a lot of Disney, <clears throat> excuse me, Disney directors. So
0: moving on to the Blu-ray itself, uh, I do really like the cover. It seems okay. like every
1: time I start to speak, you say, "Okay, moving on, moving on, moving on." Well, you just finished. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, I <wasn't>. uh, the <laughs> cover whatever. is actually pretty good. It's very Disney,
0: but it's pretty good. It's all embossed in gold. Yeah, and, I'm not you know, a fan. It's pretty nice. No, I mean, What? What? You're never a fan of any covers, though.
1: That's not true. There are some covers I pretty like. Pretty rare. A lot. Yeah, I know. I'm not fickle.
0: This is a good or, one. What,
1: what's the What's the word when? Oh, if I said this about everyone, oh, that's awesome. Oh, that every single one. No, I think I, this one really captures what this is. Because you know what? i my my. Approaches would I want that as a poster or a mini poster to look at on a regular basis? If the answer is absolutely not, then I don't like it. I would if it was a
0: massive Mickey Mouse fan.
1: I wouldn't. It's too garish or something. I don't.
0: I would want something
1: like um, a still from one of the one of my favorite animated moments and just zoom in on it really close or something.
0: So this Blu-ray has four discs. Moving on to a uh, um, Blu-ray. Had you not finished? <laughs> yeah. To a Blu-ray and to a DVD. Um, basically, like you get Fantasia on a Blu-ray and Fantasia on a DVD and Fantasia 2000 on a Blu-ray and Fantasia 2000 on a DVD. So you get every format. Uh, there's t- there's quite a bunch of extras and they're quite good actually because they the extras match this movie even though they're not actually about this movie, a lot of them. But they do fit in with this release. I couldn't imagine those extras working on any other Disney release. Do you get what I mean? The kind of person who buys this one, those extras would interest. And I'm, not, I'm talking about the extras that are not tied in with Fantasia. For example? Uh, number one, there's a short um, called Destino, which is a collaboration between Walt Disney and Salvador Dali, <coughs> the artist Salvador Dali. Um, and alongside that, a feature-length uh, documentary that examines how Walt Disney and Salvador Dali happen to collaborate on something. Um,
1: nothing to do with Fantasia. It's a Yeah, separate... I disagree. I think that the concept well, that they were working it, on, because they never got it made, right, at the time. It only got finished in recent days. What's the same... The reason I think it goes together perfectly is...
0: And This is what I'm saying to you. It's
1: not... Your quote unquote standard animation, so it's to me, it's goes hand in That's hand. That's what
0: I was saying. I'm saying it's.
1: You said it it's nothing.
0: not. It's not part of the Fantasia pro- right, right. project. So it would either have come out on its own Blu-ray or DVD, the movie and the the, the short and the, the documentary. documentary. or it would get included somewhere else. Um, it's almost worth the cost of this for that.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah,
0: I would watch that over and yeah, over. Yeah, so would I. I think that is actually of uh, a more interest to me than this movie is and the the Destino shot in high definition you know has been finished it's just like watching Salvador's Salvador Dali's paintings animate which is exactly what the project was about but it's I'm, you know, every everybody's probably seen a Salvador Dalí painting at some point.
1: Not everybody likes it, but you particularly. I do.
0: particularly like it. it, it oh, I've been to the uh, Salvador Dalí Museum in Paris um, and looked around, and I, I always, I was in there. I remember, and you know, the melting clocks. It's my favourite one, the melting clocks on the branch. And they had a sculpture. Well, they had quite a few sculptures that were done by him, but these were replicas of them. I just wanted it so bad, but it was like five hundred pounds. Yeah. Like a thousand dollars, you know. So I didn't couldn't never get it. Like so um it speaks to me that his work. I don't know why. It's bananas, like it's um
1: It's not bananas.
0: Well it, <laughs> to me it it Independence like of
1: an artist who doesn't do what everyone wants him to do. It's not bananas that's he what might I like. have been a little bit Yeah. But, but then was he? But, but you know? this
0: movie, the Destino movie, what did you think? It's a short movie, ten minutes maybe.
1: I'm mesmerized. I would have wanted it to go on for hours.
0: Yeah, and it's... <laughs> I, I really, really enjoyed it more than Fantasia. Can
1: summarize it? It's basically a love story. Yeah. About two pieces of art that come to life and through the desert of the surreal, it they have to find each other or do or don't find each other.
0: Almost like Walt Disney and Salvador Dali. Um... <laughs> So, but that's not a love story. <laughs> no, but you know the finding of two not different, that we know of. of two different pieces. That could of have art. been
1: the secret of all time. So, um, yeah, the secret love of. So spoilers. yeah,
0: it's worth the admission price of this disc for that, and you're not going to get that anywhere else. It's the first time it's ever been, you know, unearthed. Um, so if you're a fan of Salvador Dali, plus there's an hour and thirty minute documentary, like I say, on called. Um, what is that one called? It's called Dali and Disney, A Date with Destino, the documentary. Um, there's also uh, Musicana, which is about the music of Fantasia 2000. Uh, Disney's Virtual Vault, which was an interesting thing, that actually uses Blu-ray Live to give you a load of extras for both movies. They're not picture in picture, they're just picture in a window. <laughs> what would you say? Yeah. It's not picture-in-picture like a movie mode or anything. It's like, go to this thing, choose the movie you want, which will be Fantasia or Fantasia 2000, and then there's a load of extras on each each segment, basically. It's a lot of stuff, but you have to be connected to the internet because it buffers it all up. Um, And then there's also Disney View. What was that? Oh, that was just putting the uh, borders on the movie, if you wanted to. Um, Disney Family Museum documentary. Brief, about ten minutes. What did you think? It was good. What was it about?
1: The Disney Family Museum. Yeah,
0: the, the people it, you <laughs> know what I mean?
1: Well, the Disney Family Museum. It's a, a museum, museum full of all Disney past, his life, their life, I suppose. How he got start. all these early drawings. And Pretty
0: awesome looking museum. Like uses technology, kind of, like, there'll be like a load of... Polaroid pictures stuck on a wall and then some of them are actually LCD, LCD screens yeah. which look like Polaroid. It's pretty... I liked how they'd integrate it all together. And then another documentary which is a really awesome documentary and this is the thing that might change your look on Fantasia if you didn't appreciate it so much. Didn't appreciate it as much. But when you've watched this one which is called the... Shothills Notebook? Shothills?
1: No. You remember how they said it?
0: Yeah. No, I don't. Obviously, because I, I would have said it. Um, newly discovered document reveals movie secrets. Shoal thighs. Yeah. It's an awesome.
1: It's the guy who did the special effects for a lot of the shorts and how he invented. On, on Fantasia. Physical. Physical thing. These aren't all drawings. I mean, Which they are, are ultimately drawings, but there are all kinds of uh, trickery camera trickery S- special effects department
0: in those days he was involved in a special effects department which was painstakingly like it was he was like a meticulous and he designed this notebook which which documented everything which they didn't they didn't well they knew about but they didn't know where it had gone right and recently found it um there's kind of a sad story about him <laughs> um but you gotta
1: watch to find out.
0: It's really good, I think. Uh, the I my in- most interesting thing was about um when they were animating something by I mean, using some special <laughs> effect rig and a camera and they were doing it meticulously and sleeping on the set and everything and then there was an earthquake which kinda of ruined the whole thing. <laughs> I mean didn't smash everything up, but like obviously if the camera moves a little bit, it would have ruined the shots, so that's a redo it all. Um but that is that is the documentary on here that made me appreciate Fantasia more because totally. I was watching Fantasia and I said to you, "This is amazing for all being every single thing being hand drawn, but it is all hand drawn, but not just hand drawn." like it's, it's, Which I
1: think is a bit of a mystery because, you know, Disney had been in business by then twenty years, maybe a little less than twenty years, with his own animation studio clearly why wouldn't it all just be hand-drawn drawings? I, I don't get that They were part.
0: trying things out, weren't they? It's, the, that was as experimental as this was. I think they were like, the future is to do um, practical effects. I suppose, but the practical
1: effects end up looking like hand drawings. Now, was that the objective?
0: It's it's, abso- it's astounding even, isn't it? Like There's some things when you see them on the movie itself, and then you're told what he did to make that. And when you even watch it, you're like, I don't... It looks like it was drawn.
1: I guess, yeah. I kind of I appreciate the effort, but then I just think to myself, "But you could, they could an artist could have just drawn fifty frames of that, and it would have been done." But you know, yeah. it's still the innovative beginnings of more special effects in movie making. So,
0: there's audio commentaries on both movies, which were taken from the DVD release that was out re- uh, before this, and there's also an interactive art gallery, um, and that's it really. But it's pretty loaded with features. I think it's everything you could want to know about Fantasia. It's a Fantasia overload, but the Dali, which is I, I like that they've actually made. There's a little sticker on the front telling you that the Destino shot is in here. I think that's what made it for
1: me. I agree. I mean, we're kind of like Carl Pilkington here. You know, Fantasia is one of those like iconic things that people just blubber all over, and we're like, well, it's pretty good. But, uh.
0: <laughs> yeah, when Kyle Pilkington from An Idiot Abroad was sent to the Great Wall of China to have a look, and then he phoned his friend up. He phoned his friend back and he said, So, what did you think of the Great Wall? He goes, It's not that great. You should just call it the All Right Wall. <laughs> right? And, I, one, we,
1: and he's, uh, he's standing on part of it at one point. He's like, Is this it? Are you joking? Yeah. This is the. W- <laughs> mm-hmm. not that I'm dismissing Fantasia obviously absolutely not and And on a different day I might be blown away
0: we're not idiots either it's also not like we didn't oh I don't get this yeah of
1: course oh totally but and I'm you know on a different day I might just completely have to retract everything I've just said because my mood and I've had an extra glass of wine or whatever the reason is I just go oh I get it it's it's, you know but one of the
0: things one of the threads on IMDB that I said was that somebody said was, uh, I didn't appreciate Fantasia until I um, smoked a joint and watched it. And it was absolutely, like, awe-inspiring. To Not me, that
1: so. we're encouraged. No, <laughs> we're encouraging that. But,
0: you know, maybe... I don't know. Maybe, like you just said, a glass of wine. Maybe, maybe. that's
1: why it's so popular.
0: Because
1: mm. it's, like, the go-to movie for uh, pot smokers.
0: So, um, in conclusion, Fantasia slash Fantasia 2000 double movie set, whatever you call it, two movie collection... Um, it's not one of my favourites.
1: Favourite of all time or favourite Disney?
0: Disney. Right. I'm talking. Um,
1: it is... It's a funny one because I
0: do hear people talk about it like you just said, fawn over it. And then I do hear people who say I've never heard of it.
1: I've so, never watched the whole thing, no.
0: I've heard people who say they've never heard of it, which is a... So it is a weird movie. It kind of...
1: That's like someone you spoke to recently from London who said... Who's Elton John?
0: Yes. <laughs> too young. He said I'm too young for that. I, I've not been around. I'm, yeah. He's not, he's not I'm,
1: dead. I wasn't alive when Julius Caesar was alive, but I know yeah, who the guy exactly. was. You know, that's insane to me. That's just crazy. But it's funny. It's funny.
0: So in conclusion on this movie, um, I think it's... Te- watch it. I actually think the Blu-ray is technically awesome also. Um, it's really a, an amazing restoration of... But there again... I. All the Disney stuff that we've seen restored looks amazing. Like they do an absolute amazing job of it because they do it themselves.
1: <clears throat> There's no five-point-one surround, though. Remember, but you got your the seven-point-one
0: surround, which is better than five-point-one surround. But I don't happen to. Well, I was going to say anything.
1: only if you have seven speakers. Yeah. <laughs> which it does
0: think? mix down to five-point-one, but generally they'll do a five-point-one soundtrack separately, which I'll choose. But if you play the seven-point-one, it will just mix down. Um, but yeah, the the sound on Fantasia isn't as good as the sound on Fantasia 2000, um, but that's to be expected. I mean, we're talking about a movie from 1940. Um, so, I, it, for me, it's hard to...
1: I um, say watch it, because you never you never know what, if it's going to, like... It's more up to me. If I were watching it alone on a Sunday afternoon when you're busy in here doing something else and I want to just... You chill out and I, think, I think I would love it more than if I'm sitting there watching it with you knowing I'm going to have to talk about it knowing I'm you know what I mean I think it's one of those it's more of an art thing to me than it is a movie to watch so I say everybody watch it and see how it goes
0: yeah so there we go Fantasia Fantasia 2000 movie collection on blu-ray Thanks to our friends at Disney for providing that one. Uh, if you want to enter a contest, go to com. You can. Next week's uh, review, um, I wrote down two movies there which I, I, I really drew up, but I'm not sure 100% if we allow them, so I'm not going to mention them. So there's two movies there, but it might, it might be one of
1: those. Can't you- it can, why can't you tell them what it might be? <laughs>
0: just in case I disappoint them and it isn't one of those at all. like you know. So um, movie recommendations for me, I went with... A Koyani Skatsi, which is one of my um, films I watched as a kid, that was, it's, it's very similar to Fantasia. It's a series, it's not an animation, it's live action, set to music, a classical score. The whole movie, it's about 90 minutes. But it's about man, and it's, it's, it's about how we're abusing the earth. And it's told through, like... It's cut to... The, the imagery's cut to the music. But it's... There's also a sequel to it. But it's... Told through, like... Sort of images of, like... <clears throat> dumps. Man throwing things away. You know what I mean? And it's quite... It gets you, like, when you're watching it. Because it... But it's just music and pictures.
1: My I likes Not pictures.
0: It's a very... It's a pretty famous movie. Funny thing is... I would have never seen this movie. I was sat watching BBC Two of all channels, like, really late at night one night, and it said, oh, no, tonight's movie in the classical art series, Koyaanaskatsi, and it started playing, and I was like, what is this thing? You know, it's like, I'm watching it, I'm watching it, I'm watching it, and when I finished I was like, I, I ended up watching the whole thing, so that's how I got to see it, but it is kind of... artsy. And that's why I put it alongside with Fantasia. It was like an experimental kind of deal. But um, you could probably see it on Netflix, I imagine. It's, pretty pop- it's got a
1: long spelling, so get to
0: Yeah, Kyana is how it's spelled. how it's said though. Um and the, my other one was two thousand and one. It starts with
1: a K O Y, in it case does. you want to Koyana.
0: And my other one is two thousand and one A Space Odyssey, which is also avant garde. Um music It isn't really
1: avant garde, but I know what you're trying to say.
0: <laughs> well, I alright, let me say the first twenty minutes of it comes across like Koyana or a fantasia, like a I, it is telling a story though, but to music, to classical music, and that's where I got the tie-in, like in my mind. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> so um of Scassi in two thousand and one a space odyssey. For me.
1: Very good. And mine are I wanted to pick a Disney animation, like a classic one that I can think of. Well it's not super classic, but it kind of is. 80s. That I've seen, no, 1973 actually ah. is Robin Hood, and I think I've said it before, but it's one—it's absolutely one of my all-time favorite. It's just funny and kind of extra charming, and it's got great voices, and I just loved. I think it's a—it's a classic from my life. Not necessarily—it's not like from the 20s or something, but you no. know, what I mean, it's uh and that's very straightforward Disney storytelling. Obviously, the story of Robin Hood—you got characters, you got beginning, middle, end, you got quirky songs. Blah, blah, blah. So it's a very straightforward. And the other one that is more modern, not your straightforward live action movie. And with movie, no quirky songs. <laughs> Requiem for a Dream. Which is, it just, I don't even remember it mostly. I've seen it, but I need to see it again. But I remember it being like, wow, this is not like any movie it's, I've ever seen. It's
0: almost impossible to watch. <laughs> it's like being, it's like a journey into like depression it, yeah, through I'm a sorry. movie. Like, it's not a light, it's not a heartwarming Disney movie, let's Correct. say that. Uh, you might feel abused by the end of it. Like, that's how I felt, and I can remember <laughs> it. It's like somebody poking at you with a
1: stick, and like, you just squirming in like the Like the movie we mentioned at Link last week, Irreversible. Another yeah, it's, like that. That. it's not like a movie that you think of, oh, we're going to go see Die Hard 7. It's like... No, it's like a challenge. Yes, it's a challenge. It's a, you know... In fact, I would put... It's art speaking to you. I
0: would put Requiem for a Dream and Irreversible kind of together, because they're they're both... I mean, Requiem for a Dream has some...
1: Intense, yeah.
0: But it's more what it's suggesting, I think. But it's really hard. Like, it's hard on you you. If you've ever seen anything like what is going on in your own life or... You're
1: I'm not saying sit down with the kids and watch Robin Hood and then Requiem with the no, dream never <laughs> watch Robin Hood maybe, for the te- kids. maybe 10 years but <laughs> the kids to bed.
0: <laughs> for, te- for 10 years and then bring them back and then watch that one
1: ten or 20
0: alright so um, that's our movie recommendations for this week games and A. Scully stuff just got a few Donkey Kong Country uh, returns on the Wii which I mentioned last week which uh, I started playing this week you saw this game Say, a uh, reimagining remake not remake continuation but with newer technology of the donkey kong country franchise what did you uh, think what
1: do you me? think of playing it why do you always ask me first
0: just uh, to get you involved in the conversation
1: <laughs> i thought about i thought about playing with
0: it was um really <laughs> hard is it don't i wouldn't give it to a kid little kid um i mean
1: Austin did all right no <clears>
0: he, <throat> he found it really hard too. And you did
1: too. Super I saw you hard. doing some of the same things over and over and over and yeah, over. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's really hard. I mean, it's really hard. It's it, Super Mario is quite hard, like Mario Galaxy and stuff gets hard, but this is on another level. It's hard. It's like hardcore old school <laughs> platforming. But is it hard? Try try it over and over and over and over again till you get it right. Right. Um. But it looks really amazing. Um. I do think the Wii Remote controls are unnecessary. The shaking of it—it um, it makes it—it it makes the game more—it makes the game more difficult in parts because you've got to jump and shake the remote, and you know it's—it's it's a lot to yeah, yeah process at the same time. So, would what did you did you like? It?
1: I liked watching it, so, but it oh, looked like you had to do stuff over and over and over. Which, as a watcher, that doesn't always come off as entertaining. It has a lot
0: of replay value for going back and... There's a lot of collectibles yeah. in Yeah, see, that's game. my
1: problem with watching a game like that. I keep going, oh, but there's a thing. There's a thing over there. Why didn't you get that coin? Why didn't you do that?
0: But, you, but I, as I know from a game, oh, I can't get that thing. I have to come back later to get it when I've got a new power or something. But you, as a gamer, just... I mean, as a non-gamer, think why are you getting that why are you getting that and I'm yeah, like and if it oh, wasn't, you not if it
1: wasn't as difficult looking it would be funner to watch because you'd just go from level to level and I don't like difficulty so I would want it to just be like da 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 da, da. oh here's a coin here's yeah. a thing bonk 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 here we go you know but that's why I would never play it
0: so um, another game uh, coming out I won't talk about it this week because it comes out on Tuesday we will um, talk about it properly then and that's Epic Mickey on the Wii which is Actually ties in with this week's movie, right? Yes. Um,
1: what a coincidence. Yeah, and interestingly enough. <laughs> that it's coming out right after. Yeah,
0: we'll talk about that next week. Um, <coughs> the big release this week was Gran Turismo 5, which I um, talked oh, about. Oh,
1: never heard of that.
0: Came out on Tuesday. <laughs> um,
1: I've not heard it or seen it every day since it arrived.
0: <laughs> I haven't played any today. Um, it True. has this thing where you should lo- where you have to log on every day and you get these... Is these, uh, there's this thing in the game, just off topic, where you collect little trading cards. Um, and you have to fill an album with trading cards. But you, every day that you log on, after midnight, you know, one whole <coughs> 24 so that, it gives you five trading cards for your pack. Like, so, I keep thinking, I've got to log on at least once a day to get my trading cards, you know. Oh, so album.
1: it's working on you. Well, yeah.
0: So, um, yeah, Grand Turismo 5 <laughs> is the eagerly awaited racing game from, I forget his name, Kaz... You know, it's um, the fifth in the Gran Turismo series, and it's been six years in the making, actually. Um, Do you feel like it's got six years worth in there? I absolutely do. It's got everything in the kitchen sink inside it. Like, everything. I mean, there's NASCAR in there, there's rally racing in there, there's go-karting in there. What do you
1: dislike about it? Start there. So far. Like navigation or play Menus or like
0: the are a lot Menus uh, feel like they were from the last game That's about it
1: <laughs> Everything else is good It's
0: like they didn't do much to the menu system It feels like Gran Turismo but maybe that's a good thing
1: Yeah
0: I mean it's quite antiquated Like menus nowadays are really really slick right on newer games um,
1: Are you talking aesthetically or are you talking functionality Functionality
0: more, okay. more than anything It's like three layers to get to one thing and there's a loading screen in between each of those it. layers Like it's a little bit like where something like Colin McRae's Dirt the menus are so slick and everything's fast and you're slick to race and you can do it within like tenth of a second you're in there you know this is more like loading here's a screen loading here's a screen you know it's a bit so
1: basically you're impatient and what about the other loading thing where you're actually installing it what about that
0: yeah so this game is uh, huge you know it comes on a blu-ray disc like (sighs) 50 50 gigabytes of blu-ray disc so this this game's huge it has a thousand cars 70 plus tracks. You can create your own tracks with the track editor. It's insane the amount of content in there. So, what happens at the beginning when you put put the disc in is it says, "Do you want to install this game to your PS3, or do you want to just carry on?" and the load times might be long. Now, I just wanted to get to playing the game like the day I put it in. I didn't because the loading time the thing does take 50 minutes to install. So I just started to play without installing it, and the load times are horrendous. It's like 2 minutes to get from the menu to a track, which is a long time to sit and look at a black screen because yeah. it's just a one <clears rate. throat> Once I did install it, which happened about an hour later.
1: It didn't that? take a whole hour that install thing.
0: It took 50 minutes. Well, it already started to install yeah. some stuff, but altogether it was probably 50 minutes, 40 minutes at least. Yeah,
1: it wasn't, it wasn't closer to the I wasn't close because I turned
0: the television off and came and did something else and then come back and it still wasn't done. Um but once it's installed, the load times are fine. It's like twenty seconds to load a track, which, well, by you know, by the time you get every, you click on the thing and the bar's gone up, you're done. There's some music while it's loading. You know, it's not too bad at all. Um, the racing model, it's there's nothing to touch it. It's so good, like it feels like race, like being in a car, and that's isn't that the aim of a racing game? You know, this is a simulation kind of racing game as well. It's not Need for Speed. Yeah, yeah. It's a serious car person's racing game. It's You can get granular down to, like, everything. Like, change the suspension height. You can go in and tinker with the engine a little bit. Tune it up, you know, all that if kind of stuff. If you
1: don't do all that, though, isn't it kind of a waste? I do do that. Then a majority of people might not, though, right? Well,
0: there's two modes. There's GT <laughs> mode on the main menu, which is the very complicated career mode that will last you years I'm serious it's not just you can't get through it in 20 hours it's a it's a big experience it even has a 24 hour Le Mans race in real time in there so at some point you're going to be sat there for 24 hours playing a race <laughs> um, and then there's the arcade mode which you can just put anybody in front of it's like a need for speed mode it's like every all that stuff's gone pick a car race a track you know
1: Are you pointing at me
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I did the other day yeah this game inspired me to buy a steering wheel for my um
1: Let me tell the story first. Okay, every year Christmas comes around, and I get really sick and tired after a decade of this, of you telling me specifically what to get you. Not like, here's a list of 20 things, it doesn't matter what you get me. Here's a list of two things, just give me the money. That'd be the best option. That's no fun, right? So then you're mentioning things, and you mention, oh, I might get this wheel, I'd really like to have this wheel, and then you didn't really talk about it again. I was like, oh... And you even said, ha, 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 that could be good for Father Christmas. And then you went on and you didn't mention it again. And I thought, well, if he just doesn't talk about it and he stays with his little controller, then that would be a good surprise if he doesn't keep on about it. And the next day, what did you come in? That wheel's on sale for $89. I bought it.
0: Black <laughs> so. Friday sale.
1: So that was it. You didn't buy it on Black Friday, didn't No, you? but it,
0: Amazon were having Black Friday week. Right. They decided to do it all so week. So you
1: could have got it for Christmas, but you bought it for yourself.
0: Well, on, on Tuesday, it said, I, I follow Amazon on Twitter. And a tweet came up that said, just in time for Gran Turismo, the Logitech GT, driving force GT wheel, $89.99. <coughs> now, it was what $150, and it is something that people will be buying right now. So I was surprised to see such a discount. I ordered it. I'm on Amazon Prime, and I got it two days later. Then realized I need a stand to uh, bolt it to, because you tried the wheel. We did set it up in a strange fashion. Yeah. But if anybody's seen um, steering wheel controllers, you know, you get the pedals like a car, like your brake and your um, accelerator, and you also get the wheel and the gear stick. Now, the wheel and the gear stick, generally, it's made to clamp to a table or... What like come to a table, I guess, right in front of you, like on your PC, yeah. Or whatever. Um, so we could, you know,
1: what it would clip. You could have, you could really shallow,
0: yeah, or you could if you took that drawer out.
1: No, you couldn't. This right here, I just realized it's only that, really uh, shallow, no? yeah. Hmm.
0: <laughs> oh, the crank,
1: the wheels are cranking.
0: A lot of people, say, a lot of people said they did clamp it to the desk, and if the desk isn't like that sturdy, the monitor wobbles yeah, all the time. Yeah, it would. It's kind of annoying. Yeah, it would. Say. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we did clamp it to something. I can't even tell you what it was. It's an
1: old album holder that my brother made for me when I was in high school. Like, it's a green... Well, I painted it green over the years. But, I mean, it's one of those old... Uh, like, he put together a bunch of pieces of wood. that And inside is the exact size of an album. Oh, that's what it is. You know, an album. A whole vinyl album. So yeah. my, bo- my album's all slid right in there perfectly. And it has been in disuse for many years because... I only have about five albums, and they're in a box somewhere. And so I carried it up. I'm like, uh, this is only about a foot high. It would have but, been fine
0: this way. Yeah. I mean, we yeah, it Yeah, it, it end, would have worked
1: the other way, yeah.
0: So we uh, clamped the wheel to it, and the wheel was about how many feet off the floor? <laughs> One. One foot off the floor. So the, the height of an album. So we played hunchback racing for a while. <laughs>
1: yeah. With your foot on the thing. You it, know, was, it was over. pretty crazy.
0: Uh, but you had to go. Uh, it's, uh, what
1: Much do you think? better, then.
0: It's amazing. Like, it's uh, got force feedback, the wheel, um... It's hard to explain what force feedback is if you don't know. It's like... Um, it just
1: rumbles and shakes, really. Is all no, good. it
0: has, like, resistance. Yeah. Like, you can feel wheels on tarmac. It's like... um
1: See, your mind is different. I don't feel that at all. I feel like it's just this plastic steering wheel giving me some grief. That's the way I think of it. No, it's...
0: <laughs> when you do a hairpin turn, which I did do on that <clears throat> track, you have to... Because the wheel also... You you feel in the... Yeah, you can feel... Not just the rumble, the... When you pull it, like, when you're steering a real car, steering the wheels. Say your car is stopped and you turn your... It's quite hard to turn your wheel when the car's stopped because mm-hmm. there's no momentum to move the wheels. Well, if you stop and turn the wheel, you can feel that resistance. When you go really fast, and it's easier to turn the wheel. That's I guess that's the deal. Plus, there's also rumble. Like, when you well, and you said, when you went over a rumble strip on one of the... Tra- you could feel the rumble. It's really good. It's, uh... It's... Not not that expensive a wheel. I feel like it, you get a lot for what it if is. If you're a driver game Yeah, yeah, obviously after like driving games. Um, yeah. it works on the PC and the PS3 as well. It's um a dual wheel, so you can it'll work on any racing game on the PC that supports a wheel, which is most of them. And it's obviously made for Gran Turismo on the um PS3 because it's got some special buttons on the wheel that work like like windscreen wipers and the horn and stuff. Um but it's amazing. So I ordered a um, stand for it from a uh, wheelstandpro.com. Oh, you did
1: order it. Oh, there goes another Christmas gift. I could have got you. <laughs> you.
0: You said you weren't going to buy it, so I ordered.
1: It. I mean, the expensive one. I wouldn't because I just what think, oh yeah.
0: Um, that's the one that it's, it's a it's a stand, uh, a custom made stand for this actual wheel. It's not made for any other. It's made for this particular wheel. Um, but it's a stand where you can sit on the couch, and it um, kind of pivots back to you so you can sit on the couch and play um, but the stands are out of stock and I, I would have got one immediately but um, I have to wait till December the 14th and maybe I'll get one then or maybe I'm too far down luck. the list yeah. to wait to, and I'll have to get one in the new year but as it is right now I can't use the wheel I've been looking at it every time I walk past it going oh you really? can use it use
1: it's just not comfortable you can use it on there like you said I, mm-hmm. I want to
0: play Grand Turismo
1: you can in here, right? It's
0: just so much of a pain. Like, I've got no optical cable. I've got no right. res- receiver, you know, to get the what sound out. What I'm saying
1: out. is, you can. You do have choices. I'd have to buy cables. You have choices, but you don't want to opt op for those choices. Mm. That's all. And I don't think that would work well strapped And I offered to put the dining room table in the living room, which is nothing. No big deal at all. It's like ten, five feet, ten, what, ten feet away. It's got nothing on it. You slide it over. I might so. end
0: up doing that one uh, evening <clears> um, to play it. Before I get the stand, you yeah. know. Um, but as it is right now, I'll probably log on, just do some of the easier things with the pad and then move and on. And you can't
1: me. sit on your lap and do it at all. Uh-huh. Tried.
0: Yeah, it just doesn't work. There's an attachment for it for 25 bucks that but you like, strap it on your legs or something? Goes underneath your legs. <laughs> I don't like the idea of that myself.
1: See, I think I would. I'd be more comfortable with the steering wheel right here on my lap and then my feet down here where I don't have to keep them in that awkward kind of
0: whatever. If you look at it, just on the stand that I bought... You can have it pretty much how you want. There's a video of a guy. I know,
1: but that's 140. I'm oh about, yeah. If I strap it to my legs, that's it. I yeah, I just get a didn't belt
0: fancy that That's all. I f- I fancy it real. <clears throat> you
1: fancied spending another hundred and fifty.
0: No, bucks. I really didn't. But um, <laughs> it's quite nice to be able to just fold it down, put it away, um, and it all be. You can move it from that room, stick it here, and play with it here if you want. Just sit here, you know, in front. You know, I just found it like a nice solution, it, and it's a custom-made stand. It's like. Um, it's an interesting stand. I've never seen one like it. It was a...
1: A year from now, we'll see how much use you've got out of it.
0: I think we'll, I'll get we'll a lot, because I really love racing games. You do game,
1: love racing games.
0: And Gran Turismo is so huge. <clears> I can <throat> imagine plugging it in every day just to have a few laps around a track or whatever. I play some, it's got online. I've not even tried the online yet. You know, I might kill people online with a wheel.
1: And you mentioned that your friend has a whole built... He bought an actual car seat yep. and built has a wooden thing built around it and a fifty inch screen that's strapped to the front with his Xbox and the his really fancy wheel and everything and it's sitting in his living room and I said clearly he has no girlfriend or wife because that wouldn't fly. No, and that's why I like- <laughs> I'm not the most pristine of people in my home. But I'm telling you now, there's not going to be an arcade cabinet or an arcade chair in the living room. No, I would... I in the would The movie room, yes, or I, in this room, yes. I would totally
0: like a um, arcade cabinet downstairs. You like a like a main one or something. Pac-Man. Well, no, with everything, you know, what, like what, just what, a PC what, inside what, it. What, what, what. Oh,
1: but that's that's illegal. No, it's not. It
0: is. You can buy main cabinets.
1: Yeah. Like
0: properly, like I don't you, think
1: that's you, legal.
0: Yeah, it is. You buy the license to the games that are on it
1: hmm.
0: with the there's companies that make them. They're they're really nice, you know, that. Real now,
1: games like Donkey Kong Yeah, and everything.
0: You can I like. all that stuff. It, you can <clears> buy <throat> all that stuff. You can also rip it off if you want, but you can buy it also. I mean, licensed licensed main roms. Um, but anyway, that's GT Five and the wheel. Game's amazing. Um, it was it's amazing with the controller, and I only tried a couple of tracks with the wheel. But I tried the Top Gear test track. Went round it with the wheel. Mm-hmm. It was so much more fun. I can't tell you how much more fun it is to play it with the wheel. It was almost like I a, loved it
1: even. It was almost
0: <laughs> like I was like. Okay, I gotta get that plugged in as soon as possible because the controller's not gonna do it for me now. I know what it really is like. Right. Yeah. So um.
1: So now you'd be on the couch all sad, like, oh, I've gotta play with my controller. Well, I, I just know. Stand. I, stand.
0: I instantly knew <clears> it was worth it for me to buy the stand because I know I'm gonna dig that because it felt really good. And, you know, it's it's um. I I don't know why I've not had a wheel before now. So, uh, that's Gran Turismo 5 and the wheel. Um, I can't recommend it highly enough, but you have to be a racing fan because it is pretty serious. You know, it's not... The introductions of the game is seven minutes long and it takes you on a Koanaskazi-style journey from dust on the ground to manufactured car, how it happens, through all the processing plants, through everything. Nice. Really in-depth kind of stuff. <clears throat> um another game I've been playing this week just briefly Mafia 2 Joe's Adventures it's another DLC uh, pack for Mafia 2 it adds another 8 hours to the game campaign and you're playing from the side of Joe who was your best friend in Mafia Um, I've played about 5 missions so far it's just more Mafia 2 from a different point of view it coincides with the main story but as far as I can tell so far it doesn't really further the story you know Yeah, Joe was a big part of Mafia 2 he was like your your henchman like your side guy and when you get put in prison in Mafia 2 you spend a portion of Mafia 2 in prison he's the guy helping out keeping your name alive on the streets while you're in prison so you go to prison at the beginning of this expansion pack and then it's what he does while you're in prison so it's interesting and I do like Mafia 2 but it feels like it could have been in there in the first place like I said about the last one and finally if you like um, music I I, I was playing Gran Turismo this week and there's a lot of music to go through Um, there's I think it's 294 different tracks to listen to while you're racing well NeoGAF one of the forums I go to some talented musicians on there it's a video gaming forum but every so often they all collaborate together and make this um, series it's called GAME but it's like G-A-M-E with full stops in between them Periods in between each letter, but the series is called Game, and it's um, these different musicians who are part of the forum get together, compose tracks, and they make their own album that's absolutely free. You don't pay for it; you, they just put it up there with the cover art. Uh, and this is Game Episode Six, like the and it's it's the Gran Turismo edition. It's music that they have made that that ins- was inspired by Gran Turismo that will be ideal to race to in Gran Turismo now in previous episodes they did um Forza a Forza edition they did like a retro 8-bit edition where they all did 8-bit music it's a really interesting collaboration of these people and they just do it for free you know and you you can download the mp3s really high quality
1: they're making art just for the sake of it exactly That's unheard of these days. You
0: can download the MP3s for free from them, and there's also cover art that you can print out and make your own CDs, you know, with the... The art's really nice, too. They have a guy who does the art for them. And then
1: you can sell those at, like, a flea market. (laughs) No.
0: But anyway, if you're interested, it's uh, good music to race to, or just a good custom soundtrack for any game, you know?
1: So X- you could put that on your PS3. Oh, yeah, folder.
0: Or the Xbox 360. Anything you can just listen to it while you're playing games. Right. Um, some of it's suited to different types of games, and it says on the box. Um, and it's called Game. And you can get it at. Uh, you can get it on the Neogaf forums, but it's actually www.modusproductions.com. It's So that's modusproductions.com. All one word. Um, you'll find it off there. Just look for. Click, on the, click at the bottom where it says enter site and then click on audio and then you'll see game, G A M E, and all six um, albums. Or if you it. just
1: did D G, period A, period M, period E, period on Google. On you Google, might find you'll it. find
0: it. Yeah, I put game Neo Gaf, Neogaf, N E O G A F, you'll find it. It's um, absolutely free. I've got them all on my desktop, all, fi- all six of them. I'm going to actually push them over to my PS3 so I've got more music to r- race to. So that's it for me for this week. Quite well, a lot of stuff.
1: Also um, mentioning from music from that game, you found one track you really loved and then found the people and got yeah, their album.
0: Um, if you like drum and bass music, which is like a house... Um, it's like an offshoot from house music, which like originated in the UK. Um, but there's a song on Gran Turismo, which I really liked, and then I went and figured out who they were and got their album. They're called... Um,
1: London Electric, London Electric,
0: K. and the album's called Syncopated City. There's one a, guy. Really good album. Um, it's also done various. Um, other albums, but they've been going for quite a while. But if you like drum is and bass, is it
1: a they or a he? You said it was one guy.
0: Uh, he collaborates with other people. Okay, uh, but it is him. But like he doesn't. He, he has female vocalists and.
1: It's a London Electric, but Electric has a K in the Elec, yeah, with does. a K. So if you
0: like drum and bass music.
1: Or is it London Electricity?
0: London Electricity, that's what it is. Um, It's a cool album. Syncopated City is the album. It's uh, it's on iTunes as well if you want to look it up on there. What's for dinner?
1: (laughs) What's for dinner is leftover tofu quiche. Oh yeah,
0: I about that. You made tofu quiche yesterday. I made
1: tofu quiche and I think it turned out very, very well. It's tofu instead of eggs, right? It's an eggless... Quiche, basically. So it can apply to anybody who's not supposed to be eating eggs, not supposed to be eat, having cholesterol, doesn't want to eat eggs, but loves quiche, you know. It's not that... This one wasn't the exact texture of a, what you think of as like an egg quiche, but it could have been, I think, if I'd made it less smooth, because I did it in the blender. It's got like quiche, sweet potato, broccoli, cauliflower, uh, cashews that have been blended up in there like cashew paste. I just had a thought. Yeah?
0: When you make it, again, another time, do you know that... Corn sausage patties.
1: Yeah, yeah. Some,
0: some of that, lumps of it in there. Oh, yeah. That would be really good.
1: That'd be, because it'd be like a sausage key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not corn, it's Morningstar. but Morning yeah, Star, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lumps fake, of it, you know. Quote, unquote, fake sausage. Pieces. That would be really good. That would be good. And I put some nutritional yeast in there, which is a funny name for whatever it is. Kind of tastes like Parmesan cheese a little bit. You you have to get your mind there, but it's kind of hidden. But It's,
0: it's, it's not good. so good if you just... I've tasted it. It's yeah, it
1: kind of tastes like the bottom of a pet shop store.
0: Absolutely it tastes like <laughs> it.
1: But when you put it in food... It smells a
0: bit like the bottom of a pet It shop.
1: tastes really good. Um, And I just put it in like a pre-made pie crust, which is not even close to being health-related whatsoever, because I don't make pie crust very well, so I just bought one. And it turned out really well. I don't think the crust was baked completely t- for me at the bottom. It was fine for me. So that. I might have pre... I should have pre-baked it maybe, but <clears throat> I baked it for 45 minutes and it kind of poofs up and everything without any... Leavening or anything. Just that tofu and the combination of the vegetables and the cashews. It kind of poofed up a little bit and it cracked on the top just like a quiche. So I really like cold quiche so I'm thinking
0: today I'll have a piece cold and see if we'll I like We'll see.
1: It. how. It gets. Yeah, I don't know if it'll taste as good. Who knows? And it has some spices and so seasonings and stuff into it. But not much. I tried to keep it pretty basic. And then um, tonight we're also going to have some fries and some kind of vegetable. I don't know what yet. Whatever's in the freezer. And then my other topics are... You know, leftovers or even cooking.
0: Oh, we still got some of that. What? Tofurky.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, that, that's something else. There you I love go. To you can have that
1: with the dinner. We're that's still having leftovers really
0: from Thanksgiving.
1: <laughs> but tofurky, lat, and this is my comment: that leftovers that don't involve butter, milk, eggs, meat of any kind. They just stay so nice, and they don't get in my mind, or maybe in reality, they don't get gross, they don't get stinky, unless you use a lot of garlic and onion, or some, or broccoli, or something like that, right? But like the dressing that I made on Thanksgiving, the corn casserole that I made on Thanksgiving, also I on had a, some of that today, and it's just perfect. It's like so, because they have no butter. Or anything I was going to say like
0: on that. A, something very along those lines is also cleaning pans etc yes. when you do vegeta- vegetarian kind of food is a lot easier because there's no meat greases that stick on stuff
1: something in there like yeah. the crock pot
0: it- the crock pot was impossible to clean if we oh. made a beef stew
1: it was like it was like you had to get a blowtorch out to get the but now the you can if
0: you make a vegetable thing there's no, no cleaning needed and I don't
1: so. know why I have no clue what it is because you use olive oil or you might it's use it's fat some, isn't it something I mean it's I still use olive boiled oil in there fat
0: no like animal fat like um like I don't
1: know chemically what the difference is, but I'm telling you, cleaning up and then leftovers without any of that is... Ah, there's the quiche flashing past on I'm watching laptop. a slideshow of pictures <laughs> on your laptop and the and quiche. And there it is, and it looks, just, it looks like a pumpkin pie on there, but it's not just- a pumpkin pie. So that's why I'm for dinner and the leftover thing. And a couple of sites, or yeah, things that I kind of partake of on a regular basis that give me lots of pleasure is this uh, a young woman named Bhavna on... YouTube, and her site is called Super Veggie Delight. She's an Indian, a young Indian lady, and she Is that cooks, a
0: site a Her
1: site is, I think if you just look up Super Veggie Delight, all one word. On YouTube? Anywhere. Or on on Google, Google. You'll find her site, you'll find... And on YouTube, she always has a link to the recipe or whatever. She's got 200 and some, um, and she keeps putting them out, cranking them out every, every, every other day. And it's just mesmerizing. And for a young woman... I mean, we're talking... She, had to, she has to be in her 20s, I, I'm imagining. She's so ad, she's so skillful at every single thing that I watch her make. It's like it's like she's a 90-year-old woman teaching a granddaughter how to cook. She's so quick and good, and she uses a, a mixture of modern things, you know? Like, she's got a... Obviously, a food processor, and a, she's got a griddle that she uses... Like, an electric griddle instead of always putting stuff on the stove, and... But then she mixes that with these old-fashioned, like, she makes her naan by hand and all these other things. I can't always understand the Indian word for them. And then she always tells you the English word, and she always tells you the English word for the spices and all kinds. And she'll say, this is from southern India, this is from western India, this is something that's very popular, and it's a combination. And then she also makes, like, Mexican food, but she made, like, samosas. Right? Indian samosa, but with a Mexican kind of inspired inside. Right. And then instead of having all the the chutneys, you know, like the mint chutney and mango chutney, she made different salsas and a cheese sauce. It's like a mixture of her, how she knows how to cook Indian food, and then she loves Mexican food, so she kind of mixes that in there, too. So... It's to me, it's just, I will watch her, I'll want to watch over and over, and I haven't got through them all yet. I'll be sad the day that I get to the she one that I doing haven't new ones, watched. Yeah. She does. I mean, I think every week she puts out a new one, but.
0: I was like that with some of my DVD watcher guys, and then I watch, I find somebody new, and I love them, and then I watch like all 30 episodes, and then I have and to wait it week yeah, And then they're yeah, it's
1: torture. So I try to keep enough, I watch four or five in a row, because they're not, I mean, some are eight minutes, some are 15 minutes, it just depends on what she's making. But she just. She's charming and sweet, and I've made comments on YouTube, and she always replies. She's always very friendly, and I just think... She's got some ads kind of cut into her, but like little tiny like 10-second ads or something, which at first you get a little bit like, oh, God. But then I think she's put a lot of effort into... I mean, a lot. She, and
0: that's paying for uh, whatever. So yeah, whatever
1: it is. And I just think, I don't know, if she deserves... If you want to watch somebody cook and cook well, I think that she's a good place to start. And the other thing that I also I listen to a podcast called Our Hen House, which is, I mean, they're vegan, hardcore vegan. I'm not hardcore. I'm not anything. So I don't advocate anything specifically. But I love to listen to people. These two women are vegan. They're activists. They are, you know, that's their lifestyle. Not just about food, but they both love food. And they, but they both are total animal rights and animal life advocates, Right. But they're not what everybody thinks when somebody says vegan, vegetarian, animal rights. It's everybody goes, ooh, hippie, psycho, you know, they're not at all. They're just lovely women. They live in New York and they are, they're sensible and they're balanced. They have a strong point of view. You know, I don't argue with their arguments. I don't, I can't argue with their thing about how cruel the world is to animals who cannot defend themselves. I can't argue with that. You can't either. I don't give a shit if you eat a hamburger every five minutes you can't deny no. that humans are wretched when it comes to how we treat animals if you deny that then you're just so full of shit basically human shit of course i just find them re- they're really interesting they always talk about animal law or how different laws in different states in the world just briefly you know and they'll talk right. about news that has to relate to some animal rights thing or even you know human abuse things they'll mention and then always kind of relate that back But they're just, they're, what's the word? I don't want to say identify, they're interesting and they're funny and they're very honest. You know, you can hear days when they're irritated with each other or when they are in a really good mood. Sometimes they go on these juice fasts, you know, and they're not, they're not delusional about it. They'll be like, okay, we're in day three, (sighs) I'm feeling a little low energy. (laughs) <laughs> the juice isn't really doing it for me, but, you know, I'm going to stick it out. You know, I mean, they're not all like, hey, this is fantastic, and right. juice fasting is the best thing for you. They just do it. A lot of it sounds a bit trendy and whatnot, but I don't get that vibe. When you listen to enough of them, you kind of get over that. Um, it's just an interesting topic that I don't know a lot about, and they deliver it in a way that makes me want to go read their site and, you know, participate with their... What they're talking about. So, and it's called OurHenHouse.org is the site. And then I just get it on my Zoom. So, I guess on their site you could find the podcast as well. And then I'm going to be putting up, next thing, the Christmas tree. Tomorrow. Nice. Tomorrow. I thought about getting a pre-lit one. But my mom pointed out something that hadn't even occurred to me. She goes, oh, I know. But what about when one of those lights breaks? Then what do you do? And I was like, oh.
0: They're LEDs now. They last forever.
1: No. what What if it breaks? Then you're stuck with that not working. Oh. There's no way to fix either that bridge... Oh, the others would work. <laughs> Oh, right. So it's okay if four or five uh, lights... You see I, what I'm I thought there
0: was hundreds of them on it.
1: There are, but when the lights start breaking, then what do you do? Oh, okay. Do you get the... the... You mean
0: break as in like physically stop working. smash?
1: No, they stop working. Oh,
0: LEDs last 10000 It's That's not the
1: point. What if it stops working? Right. It's attached to the tree then what do you
0: do not clip out and clip
1: again not the ones I've seen maybe a really fancy one would but not the like $40-$50 ones but um it's a good point because it's kind of like buying a TV with a DVD player built in that's the idea what if the DVD player breaks what's the
0: point in a pre-lit one it's not not a big deal just to string some lights on
1: um after 43 years it kind of that's not my most favorite part not so much putting on the lights but taking the lights off (laughs) at the end and I'm not arguing I'm not complaining because I love having our Christmas tree up but the idea of it is nice mm. so but i'm putting up tomorrow and we'll see i might have to buy lights again every year i have to buy at least one because something doesn't work when i get it out so you bought
0: some led ones that have been good yeah we yeah you had them outside oh yeah right?
1: those big ones yeah, yeah. yeah oh yeah what am i going to put outside this year Let's you had see. those
0: led ones they just the hooks <coughs> are still there you can just put them back on
1: yeah yeah And that was it. Christmas decorations are going up. I have had no inspiration to shop or make anything yet. I got
0: a Black Friday deal. I got a... um, I've not got a case for my netbook, like a protective case with a zip on it, just to put it in. Um, I got a protective case for 49 cents from uh, Newegg.
1: You said 99 cents. 99. 99 cents.
0: 99 cents, still. it's (laughs) it's still <laughs> with free shipping
1: oh it's twice as much that's not and a and it's a nice deal.
0: case I thought it was going to be a cheap piece of junk no it's not.
1: it's like a little it's almost like a
0: like a neoprene scuba suit yeah scuba suit that's yeah. what it is um, pretty nice I can't believe it was that price and I've wanted one and I've almost bought one for $25 before similar kind of thing so I'm glad it was uh, so
1: for Christmas I got you a stand for your wheel a wheel and a case for your netbook so you,
0: I'm covered you didn't get me any I got all those <laughs> alright so um, thanks for listening to the show I want to remind you about our websites aschoolie.com and sidtalk.com you can catch us both on Twitter Facebook Xbox Live YouTube you can catch this podcast on the Zoom Marketplace the iTunes Music Store the RSS feed just go to aschoolie.com click on the word podcast top left subscribe listen whatever you want to do from that page you can email feedback to me at at aschoolie.com don't ever email sidtalk because she really dislikes you.
1: <laughs> Not accurate.
0: And I just want to say, uh, stay classy, Walt Disney and uh, Roy Disney. Both have left us now, haven't they, mm-hmm. Ryan? Uh, who who's yeah. left from the original? Just the that daughter and the grandchildren. Yeah. It's a legacy that will continue through kids of Disney. But I think the.
1: I'm going to say though, I don't dislike all the people who listen. I don't know them well enough yet. Get to know them. I might dislike them. But as it is. I won't probably read emails because they go in my spam folder.
0: I like a few of them.
1: (laughs) I like I like the ones that I know.
0: About eighteen percent of the listeners (laughs) I like. That's two two of them.
1: Specifically, next week we'll have a list of the people we do like, and (laughs) (laughs) you can send me (laughs) you can send me notes on anything else. You know, go on YouTube and look at some of my funny videos. They're not funny comedy. They're just funny as in awkward and not very professional. And I'm going to say, think for yourselves, because if you don't think for yourself, someone will do it for you.